0: Welcome to the Real Van City. I am your host, Michael Tranmer. On this podcast, you're going to find compelling conversations with Vancouver's most inspiring leaders. And today we have a real treat, my good friend, Lucas Mateo. Today's all about public speaking and how to speak with confidence. Now, you wouldn't expect someone diagnosed with an anxiety condition to become a public speaker trainer. But well, that is exactly what Lucas did. Lucas is the founder of Level Up Living, which specializes in helping entrepreneurs and business professionals to speak with confidence. Lucas is an internationally renowned communications trainer that has been featured in Forbes. He's a best-selling author. He's an official TEDx speaking coach, and he's a TEDx speaker. We actually did our TEDxs together a couple of years ago in in Vegas, January twenty twenty one. So in this podcast, we cover how he overcame panic attacks and use that to eventually uh, the confidence that he got going through that process, how that led him into being a public speaker and a communication trainer uh, in public speaking, how it's real important to not even try to make everyone like you because they won't. It's more important to stay uh, true to yourself and, and, and what the messages you are getting across. You're not out there to make everyone like you. We talk about how the audience is your mirror, and Lucas explains this very, very well. So so how you show up on stage, the work that you've done on yourself, the message that you bring, if you're nervous or not, how you show up at, in that state will be reflected back to you from the audience. Uh, and we also talk about how it's this really funny part when we get to this part, how, how you don't want to buy sympathy from the audience, so that's for the folks that... Go up on stage and they start apologizing right away. Go, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a horrible public speaker. Lucas explains why this is the absolute wrong approach to take. Now, this episode is it's really fun. It's it's really great. Now, but it's not just for people that are interested in, in getting up on stage and and doing a TEDx or doing public speaking in front of a group of people. It is for each and every one, and this pretty much covers all of us that do any sort of communicating on a daily basis with others. And this is typically in the workplace. This could be running meetings. This could be running seminars. This could be a meeting between you and just someone you work with, or it could be your entire group, or it could maybe you're not even running the meeting, but maybe you get one or two minutes uh, within a meeting with a group of others where you get to share what you're up to on your project. So again, this isn't just for specifically for public speaking. This is for any sort of communication and how to do it more confidently. This is a, a great episode. Lucas is a great guy. He he always leads with vulnerability and authenticity. Uh, we, we open the show talking about how, um, this is actually a second time on the show because the first time I screwed up and we rec- recorded it with his microphone on mute. But we talk about how uh, we went through that process and he was actually, ap- Actually, the best guy to go through that because he was so understanding. But he uh, he always shares vulnerably. Very authentic. I know you're going to love this conversation. So without further ado. Um, and lastly, let me share. Thanks for everyone for your ongoing feedback. And if you have someone in Vancouver as well that you would love to hear on the program, please, please let me know. Please get in touch with me. Uh, There's all sorts of ways to contact me through the notes that are either below in the show notes on Spotify or on Apple or on the YouTube feed. Um, Send me a message. And again, thank you for everyone who, when you're listening to this and you get to the end of it, and you leave a review and you press the star button on Spotify or Apple and you write a couple words and comments. Why is that important? Well, it shows that people are actually listening to their program. And I know you are because we recently reached over 500 downloads, which is pretty good for something that just didn't even exist a couple weeks ago. So thank you very much. But the reason that is important so that when we go and ask ask other guests to be on the show they can see there's actually people listening so please do take the time to do that thank you very much and thanks for all your continuing feedback but yeah let's uh let's get into it with lucas welcome back to the show hey what? i wasn't here before our our most astute listeners are wait, like, wait a minute i haven't seen lucas on i haven't heard the lucas episode that's I right i haven't heard the lucas episode that's right i haven't heard Lucas and I recorded a, well, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, well, why? Well, I'm going to say that we recorded this riveting conversation that Ooh. was just like our, our, our atoms were splitting in multiple directions. Yes, yes. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty narcissistic thing to say. And <laughs> just assume that we were so interesting and, and intelligent. But the story is that we recorded, I think, I think it was like end of September. Yes. We were doing, we recorded this, and yep. but we recorded it with uh, the one of the microphones on mute, so it didn't really work. So Audio was a little bit off. <laughs> <The audio> was <laughs> I, I was like, I'm like, I'm like, shit, right? Because I feel so bad, but it was actually quite an interesting, well, it wasn't that interesting of a, a, a situation, but it was, A, like, you're the best person in the world for that to, to happen to. Um, it happens. But, yeah, yeah but like if that had happened to me i think yeah. i would have been a pissy little bitch oh <laughs> <laughs> so but you're so understanding you know i took uh, you out for a burger yes exactly <laughs> hey you,
1: you give me a burger man we're so, we're solid but no i mean this happens so many times doing right. videos and then you go to edit it and you see that the mic didn't work or you forgot to turn it on or the
0: battery died yeah, yeah. so i've been there so many times the tech stuff is so challenging. it's not like the tech, when it works, it's so great, oh like, yeah, like and all the a i that does the the clips and all that now it, it's so great, it's but it's just and I, it's a huge barrier for a lot of people in in certain things that they do, yeah. online, right absolutely it, it drives me crazy, but yeah. thank you for being so under, understanding so but either way, it. last time, like there's no way we're gonna repeat what we talked about last time, but it would be great if some of it we did, but we talked absolutely. about your tedx, okay, we talked about um just you know your your you're the speaker coach for, for Vancouver. Yes. 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 So we talked naturally a, a lot hat. about public speaking. So we're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about your experience at the sweat lodge, up yes. in Kemerton, which was amazing as well. That. We, I mean, that. we talked about your father passing yes. away recently, yes, which is yes, also, yes. um, interesting to, to hear about, but no, I just remember last time I was, I was like, God damn. Cause I, I always appreciate talking to you, but you're like, and especially cause you, Teach people, and so when you're listening today, you're going to learn about being a confident public speaker. And this is what Lucas teaches people. Mm-hmm. But our whole episode, you were so vulnerable and authentic. I remember thinking those because you're always like, I was, I was challenged in this situation, I was right. challenged in that situation. Um, but you're, and, and a lot of people can be vulnerable, but, but yours was kind of next level mm-hmm. vulnerability. So that's what I was kind of gutted of losing that conversation. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if it comes up again today, hey. it does. Hey, man appreciate the kind words and we're going to do it. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. What, but I wanted, I, I, and before we were, we got on here to to catch up, we were catching up a little bit, but I'm like, let, let's not do that anymore. Cause I'd rather do it right here, but I wanted to ask you, cause we talked um, end of September and now this is uh, early November yeah. when we're recording this, it'll come out when it, when it comes out. What of what's up for you in between then and now like how have you kind of kind of grown yourself or what are you kind of learning about yourself or Damn. what do you like apart from like doing busy and, and doing the doing? and how's your has your like being evolved at all oh
1: um okay well that's a great question so yeah it's funny we didn't plan this so I'm glad that you just brought this up a lot has happened in the past six weeks where it took I had to make a, a very hard look in the mirror and there was a couple things that that had come up and one of them was events not selling out. And that is my number one stressor. That's the one thing that even my mom, she'd always say to me, she's like, I love what you do. I don't like how stressed out you get because it's a live event, there's a timeline, it ends. And I know that my whole energy shifts. If it's about two weeks out and it's not full or close to there, I start getting a little bit anxious, but I start getting like a little like a bit aggressive on sales calls because you start to get, I had a, I had a client of mine, John, he, he's a realtor, he, one thing he said, he called it commission breath. I thought it was hilarious. What's that mean? Commission breath. He's like, you know, when you walk into the room and there's a realtors out there mm-hmm. and you, you can tell who's selling you. He's like, they just reek of commission breath. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, damn, that's that's me <laughs> like get a little aggressive. So uh, looking at that and I had to I had to take responsibility and go, what actions am I taking to fill those events consistently?
0: i i well again i can't believe you just went right to like the most vulnerable um thing that anyone who is doing what you like run events or or, or coaching or whatever in the city like and the events that i put on they're so fucking stressful right because it's such a grind to get people to show up Mm -hmm. and it drives me and some you know some people don't have that much of a i mean most people do like 95 percent. and it 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 It's so like, that is one of the reasons why I I started this thing. So, so like, it's ridiculous that you should not easily have all your events sell out because you're, what you do is so great. Um, but it would be a lot easier if magically a lot more people knew about you, which is why we're doing this. Like it drives me crazy. Um, so I totally get the, the stress about the event so the people haven't ever put on an event before just know that it is absolutely bonkers <laughs> yeah. it, it's so stressful because it's easy enough to come up with the concept uh it's easy enough to do the event bright or whatever and it's easy, it's so easy to post on social media and then nothing happens oh, and it just drives you nuts but i mean you've Critters. been doing this for a while so you, yes. you you have some other practices in place so so what did you come up with like what uh, i mean I what, do, what shook out for sure so I, I was even just talking with my
1: marketing guy about it and there's a couple things he's like, well, he's like, he was asking me, I'm like, yo, I was kind of putting it on him, to be honest. I'm like, Hey, he's you're, your marketing guy. Yeah. We work working together. My events aren't filling like this isn't working. And he's like, well, okay, well, how many emails did you send your list to promote it? I'm like zero. Like, okay. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's really smart. Right. Yeah. But he, you know, he's being super nice about it, but it, like that Google ads, um, intro, he's like, you should do an intro night. How many talks have you done to groups to then get people in? And it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, okay, so what have I been doing? Relying and kind of coasting on Google search, which I've been doing this for so long. I have a lot of good domain authority out there and leads come through, but it's not predictable. And it was just, it exposed a, a massive vulnerability, but I had to take to the responsibility of it and be like, if there's a big shift between the dreamer and the doer, and that's something to talk about events. You know, you're saying a lot of people, they see these and they want to run their events the amount of effort that's needed to go from being a dreamer to a doer is tremendous. A lot of people like, Oh, I'll put this workshop and I'll charge this much and I'll make this much. It's great. But to actually execute is very, very challenging.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, I want to do monthly events um, centered around this podcast. Like it's epic to get to know the guests and to get to know them because i'm sure. interviewing them and then the, right. the folks that are listening get to to know them i'd love to get together once a month with with the guests or do a live interview whatever it is but i could do that now and i'd have to hustle my ass to get whatever the size like 20 40 whatever people to fill up right so i'm kind of like get the base of listeners and then i believe an event on a monthly or whatever basis it is is going to be a lot easier because it's 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 not i can we can create like incredible experiences for people mm-hmm. uh, i've got a lot of you know great ideas for for that and things that have worked as well but you know if and call it an excuse if you want but it's just not where i'm willing where i'm willing to put energy right now to 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 herd the cattle yeah
1: absolutely and you got to look at it is the effort worth the reward yeah i mean what you're doing right now is is great mm-hmm. So maybe do this and you build up that, that yeah. base and then you launch and you test it out.
0: But that's the thing, like for, for anyone in the city doing this stuff, if everybody knows you and everyone, not everybody enough, more people know you and yeah. if more people know you, you're the speaker guy. It's right. going to, it's easier to, to fill Absolutely. your events. Right? Absolutely. But if I'm like, can I be honest? Yeah. <laughs> if I like, I don't know what your events are either. And I follow you on social that's media, true. right? I don't, that's and true. I should know. And I've been, and like, I promoted you in the summer at a couple of yes. things and yes. I should, it should be lit like, like Lucas. He does quarterly events, they're called this, they're that, yep. and it leads into this. A hundred percent. Right?
1: You're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, and so even my marketing guy, it, these difficult conversations bring up so much clarity. Yeah. So we were going through, I am I am doing an intro event uh, next Thursday, just as a way, that's one other way to get people in. So I had a great response to it. And there's a part of me like, wow, what an idiot. I should have done this years ago, but I didn't. So that's okay. Intro events. And then the other one too is... He's like, you need to do countdown posts. He's like, because to your point, if you follow social media, it's like, what does the guy do? Some videos, some content videos, some workout videos. That's it. But there needs to be something. It's like two weeks from today. Speak with confidence. One week away. Tomorrow is the day. What you missed out on. Client success. Client testimonials.
0: A hundred percent and this stuff is annoying i find right to, like to do it to, to, to consume to, 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 <laughs> no i like consuming it because right. i always like i watch them yeah and i'm like the people that do it the best they like yeah two weeks out one week out there's three tickets left right you're gonna miss out on this and right. then i'll buy i'll buy a last everyone sure. buys last minute yes. all the time Yeah, but i will never buy anything and i like whenever i promoted event so I, I would do like one post and, and then cry because nothing would happen yeah. but you have to be consistent and there are some people in the city that are, are quite good at it oh, yeah right but you have to you can't expect anyone to buy with with, with just like kind of one touch or one advertisement of, of what you're putting on it's
1: I find it's the the shift from delusion to reality right <laughs> I mean we'd all like to believe that and I say that from my own experience I remember the first YouTube video I did I look back at how this would have been 2012, 2011, 2012. And I was kind of sharing my story about stress management or struggling with anxiety and, and panic attacks. And I freaked out thinking, oh my gosh, this video is going to go out. I don't know if I'm ready for media. Hmm. And I, this is how wildly insane and delusional. Was. I drove to my cousins' houses because I'm like, oh, I need to tell them that I'm doing this because if I, I'm going to be in the news and get all this attention, And they should know first. They're going to be like, well, why didn't you tell us? So I went to their houses. I showed them the video, told them. And just a couple of them were like, why didn't you tell us you were struggling with anxiety or panic attacks earlier? That's the only feedback that I heard. And then, too, they're like, oh, good for you. But here's the thing, Michael. After that, I drove around to three different houses, showed my cousins, came back. I was doing this because I was scared of all the views and all the attention and am I ready? And I had 11 views (laughs) Like five days later. Eleven views. So my fear when I put the video out was, this is gonna blow up. It's gonna be so good. And then I put it out, and I'm like, seven of those views were my cousins and me driving <laughs> around. So I was and,
0: like, and <laughs> me on different devices. I'm like, hell, like, I got four. Okay. Yeah,
1: so maybe four other people. That's, hypothetically, maybe four other people, right, would have seen it. And but it was interesting. The mindset goes from, am I ready for all this attention? To wow, I need to put a lot of effort to get seen and noticed.
0: Hmm. yeah so where so where have you landed with now like you' got a, you got a new marketing perhaps approach coming yes, up what', yes, what, yes. what else have been going on going on like what else what else came from came up from that or what else uh what else has shifted over the month month of october how you uh how you feel in November going towards the end of year type thing feel great yeah i mean it, it's interesting it's i think the the economic outlook has never been worse yeah.
1: in recent memory yeah. and I feel the most confident moving forward, but like my November, I have an event at the end of November. It's sold out. Thank you. Yeah. Ja- January, end of January is our next one. Cause Christmas holidays. That one, I have three spots left for it. Nice. But it's this combination of tactics of actual marketing tactics. But the bigger part too, is me of taking that responsibility. But like, Luke, you haven't been executed like you should. You're dropping the ball, you know, get, get your shit together. And it's, it's cascaded to a number of events. Like somebody, I had a friend call me the other day on Friday. He's like, Hey, what are you up to? I'm like, dude, it's Friday at two 30. What the hell do you think I'm doing? He's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I'm like, I'm obviously working. He's like, well, it's just, a question. I'm like, yeah, I know. But it's, it's a bit of a dumb question because what do you expect someone who's running a business to be doing at Friday? I'm not at two 30. I'm not. Drinking daiquiris at the bar.
0: But isn't that the point of being an entrepreneur? So you, can take, <laughs> so you, can take, you can take Friday afternoons off.
1: I mean, sure, but then you work Saturday. Like yeah. but, but it's a whole shift though. It's it's my my I've doubled down on my commitment to implement everything that has bothered me. I looked at it, it's it's all a reflection of my uh, of my my actions or lack of actions
0: yeah yeah i get that i get that i get that i, I get that and i get kind of get that with with this podcast too sure. with me like it, it's a lot it's the most solid thing I've ever done. it's not yeah. perfect in any sense but yeah, yeah it's because i'm a lot more solid than i've ever been but yep. even even looking back towards like september that's kind of why i asked you that question because i'm also asking that of, of myself and um you know we were talking beforehand about career and relationship stuff and so both of those are more solid in, in my life and uh that that and you're not always in control of those things i guess i guess could, could be a point but you know mm-hmm. how you show up in one way is tied to how you the rest 100%. of your life and how and, and how what's going on all over the place there as, as well are, are those the two biggest things that have shifted for you over the past 6 weeks yeah 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 i put have been doing? set and like i'm starting a new job coming up in a few weeks i'm super stoked about it nice. uh, relationships a lot more solid like that's number 1 like I've, that's always been number one for me mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been doing podcasts, so it's been, it's, yeah, I feel good. I feel, I feel, I feel great.
1: There's a big, there's a big variable there. It's like doing podcasts is it's, it's an action. It's an event you go through. I'm focused on the intention behind it. It's like, how are you showing up different for six weeks ago, doing your podcast from this? Cause at the end of the day, you, you hit record, you talk to some people, you can just go through the motions. The, there's a massive variable in terms of your intention
0: yeah and so, th- and someone asked me that today because he's 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 there's someone i've been, been looking to get on the show and he's he's putting me like multiple emails and like like really wanting to get granular on the mission mm, and the purpose okay. behind it and i really appreciate that yeah uh, i really i really like that um you know he, he is he is who he is and, and i like going through that motion and he doesn't want to waste his time sure and and he doesn't know me personally so there's there's that element as well so if you see me on social media or online you're like just another influencer or whatever. Sure, and sure. he hates that. <laughs> and I also hate that. So right. I get it. But, you know, as was answering his email today. I had to think about it for a couple of days. He's like, mission and purpose, mission and purpose. Well, you know, I'm uh, selfishly, I get to talk to people in Vancouver that otherwise I perhaps would not have. So yeah, 100%. Selfishly, I get to, to grow my network. It's a, it's a great move. It's, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Um, but also, I also know a lot of incredible people like like you that I get to introduce to, my audience right my, my network like this is like people should like people should be going to your programs for public speaking in vancouver and and beyond but i you know i have a network of people that's yeah. and I'm, i have great conversations with them uh, so i get to share that so it's good and it's incredible but yeah what's like what's the mission and the purpose and what what kind of is the the end game so what i wrote in this email to this guy today i'm like well and like we were talking about um before we started as well like who who you met the other day and you didn't know who they were right but i'm like right. and he was he was somebody but it was really like you didn't know that he was somebody but you were just having a good conversation with yeah. him and and, he, and he's a good solid guy yes. and he's been in the chair over here getting getting interviewed so that's the point though right. we're all just regular dudes and dudettes in, in in the city uh good people doing good things so if somebody is listening like when i wrote in What I wrote in this, this email, I'm like, well, kind of one of the goals is for the listeners to eventually be the guest. Right. Love it. If someone out there trying to do something, be something, create something, listens to these other other regular leaders, people on the show from Vancouver and gets inspired and overcomes all the fears and all the things and eventually, you know, does the thing. Like, that's kind of great, right? It's
1: amazing. You know, Michael, on that, it's, it's, it's very interesting. You mentioned that because last night. Uh, are you
0: familiar with Theo Vaughn, the comedian? Um, no, but I okay. just booked a restaurant in Seattle, uh, and it was named Vaughn. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay, all right. Absolutely unrelated. No, no but unrelated.
1: there's also Vaughns on Denman. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 if you want a halal burger, go yeah. down there.
0: And if I was <laughs> if I was into editing the podcast, I would cut this part out. <laughs> this is absolutely useless. Anyway, no, continue. That's what people like.
1: So Theo Vaughn, he's a comedian, but he has he has a podcast and he has YouTube episodes. And I saw his video. His last guest was a New York garbage man. And I was watching clips of it and it was hilarious. And I was going through the comments and a lot of the comments were like, you need to bring on more, you know, blue collar people that they just have amazing stories because the, the criticism they were getting is this isn't the circuit of this, the 12 comedians who just hop on each other's show constantly. Yeah, yeah. It's the same people that are just interviewing each other. Yeah. And it it was just a great, it was a breath of fresh air. And I, I thought the, the episode was very entertaining and and real you know the 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 average person's struggles and overcoming those challenges i think that's it's it's very interesting to listen to yeah it's very relatable yeah
0: so how did my answer land
1: oh well your your answer it landed i mean it's you want to connect great people in vancouver and expand
0: them get more exposure yeah and i mean i want to Yeah, i want to enter the 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 people that i get on the show are like people you know it's a balance of them having influence and followers because sure, that's sure, how sure. you kind of grow the show right, right like people right, have right. um like i would have someone on that has absolutely zero audience if they have an incredible story for sure yeah that doesn't make any sense doesn't make a lot of sense in the beginning when you're trying to grow a little bit of an audience 100 percent. well that like i'm game for that to get people on here with with great great stories and and i get to hear them and get inspired from them yeah but it is a balance between people that have uh following and that are that have influence and you get them on there and you sort of build a brand that way but yeah for me no it's 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 a it's a good check-in because if there is no mission and 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 purpose and yeah. and and end game um but otherwise like also like who the hell cares it's just kind of fun <laughs> well th-
1: that's more from your side and that's mentality yeah. which is great because mm-hmm. it's like hey it's just have fun with it yeah which is i think the foundation yeah but then if someone else is coming in and it's more strategic
0: oh yeah yeah. Who's
1: your audience? What's the demographic? What are you doing? How's it being positioned? I, I used to do a thing with being a guest on different podcasts. Mm-hmm. And one guy was really interesting. He's like, hey, let's just hop on a quick 10-minute call. And we just hopped on Zoom, had a quick chat. And he's like, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I just had this 10-minute call, just kind of get a, an alignment check, make sure it's a good fit, there's a good vibe. Because I've had it in the past where it's just we have nothing in common and it's just awkward. And he had a, th- it was a third party that was connecting us for his podcast and, and me as a guest. And he's like, I've had some duds. And so yeah. he's like five minutes into it. He's like, yeah, this is going to be great.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, inspiring conversations with, with, with leaders around town. It's yeah, a, it's a good dance. Love yeah, it. So appreciate the, the, the question, but let's, let's, do you know, like, do you know other, you obviously know other speaking coaches in, 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 in trainers in, in Vancouver, but do you know any that are better than you? <laughs> I will say this. It,
1: I'll, I'll qualify the answer cuz some people might take that in in a in a way that's quite arrogant. But there are speaker trainers that are better than me in certain areas. Okay? So whether it's speechcraft, there's people that are better than me at that. If it's like bringing theatrics on stage, you know, the the performance aspect, there's people that are better than that than me for sure. But in terms of overcoming the nerves and the fears and really getting into what's creating them and building somebody up to be more confident, there's nobody better than me in North America. I'll say that right now. And I'll put myself up against anybody. If there's a challenge, we'll have two nervous individuals and let's see who can help them. So
0: yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's what I thought. But yeah. it doesn't make sense for me. I mean, I can say that, but sure. it's better coming from you and... um because we can hear that it we know it's it's true but what so what's the story though why, why why do you know that yeah so that's the thing it's
1: like if we look at most public speaking training what it is it's it's the best practices the tactic is you know if we boil public speaking down to its simplest forms there's two things it's what to say and how to say it right very simple high level but when you have you can know what to say you can know what to do most of my clients come in, they're experts, you know. They're, they're professionals, they've been in the role for 10 years or the industry 10 years, they know what they're talking about. So why are they nervous when it comes up in front of a large group? And they'll say, oh, this is really weird. With one-on-one or a couple of people, I'm totally comfortable. But when it's 20, 30 plus people, something happens to me, I get nervous. I forget. I can't find my words, I hate it, I dread it. So if you can talk to one person logically, you should be able to talk to a thousand people. You're just getting up saying the same message. This isn't a logical journey. This is actually an emotional journey. And that's where people need to hone in on to understand the nerves and and
0: overcome them. And that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, And I got a follow-up question. I don't know if I'll I'll ask it or not. Maybe I'll save it to the end. (laughs) (laughs) I know the answer that I want to happen. (laughs) Uh, But like, that's what I do when I'm public speaking. You just, it's conversational. My, yeah. my public speaking is very conversational. So I right. think I'm looking at someone and uh, the, the, the presence is huge. I don't know anyone with better presence on stage than, than I have in Vancouver. Love it. I believe you. But you're, you zone in on someone in the audience and you're talking to them. There's 50 other people in the room, whatever. You're just looking at this person and you're talking to them. Right. Hard to do. Right. In theory, but actually not. Right. You're looking at them. You're not thinking about anything else. You're, you know, uh, but you're just talking directly at them. It's very powerful. Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. In terms of engagement, of effectiveness, of impact, absolutely essential
0: to do that. So, but it's an emotional thing. Yes. But what, like, where, where? I guess where, where did your entry into public speaking come? Because, the, the, and you talked about anxiety attacks before. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and we talked about this last time, but we'll pretend we didn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's important, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we can pat ourselves on the back For sure. as much as we want. And, you know, the the story is uh, one of the stories is that we did our TEDx together yes. in uh, Vegas almost three years ago this this January. So that's but we knew each other before that. But mm-hmm. where where was your your entry into to public speaking? And there's a good story that that comes with this as well. I'm gonna turn the fireplace on. I'm cold. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, I'll get it. Um but yeah, where did public speaking start? Do an answer or yeah, answer. Yeah, <laughs> answer. <laughs> I'm just going there. I'm just go there. On. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> public speaking. Public speaking. Yeah. So how I got into it. So the interesting thing with that is there's no masters of public speaking that you you do. There isn't. There's no training program. Maybe I'll start one. Maybe I'll start a certification program. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm an accidental entrepreneur. So I never wanted to get into public speaking training or even business Mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. Uh, I was, I just, I struggled with anxiety from 14 to 29 all throughout my high school years and then uh, university years as well. But I didn't know it was anxiety. So I thought I was always having a heart attack. I just feel like, oh, something's coming over me. I have to like leave the room or try to get my breathing under control. That was a whole journey, right? That was a whole journey. Went through doctor. How often would that happen? Uh, it, well, situational was the big variable. So wrestling yeah. every day, multiple times. Really? In practice. Yeah, it was always it would always come up when I was in a hold and I couldn't get out of it. Then I'd just start my heart would start accelerating. I'd freak out. Day to day, I was okay. Yeah, but for the most part, but like crowded uh, rooms, parties, and definitely wrestling would bring it up because I couldn't escape. Hmm. So that would continue on for a long time. But I was I was embarrassed and ashamed, and so because I went to an all boys school, grade eight and nine, so on the wrestling team, there's 80 guys on the team, and I kept thinking I was having a heart attack. I had to run out of the room, go to the washroom, throw water in my face, then come back. And you know, I'm looking around the room, going. Nobody else is doing this. So there's something wrong with me. That was the internal narrative, right? I, why, I, I'm weaker than everybody. I'm not as strong as them. There's something wrong with me. And so when you feel ashamed, you don't get help because you don't, you don't tell people. That continued to 29. Got laid off from my job. Went to the doctor. The panic attacks and the, and the anxiety got a lot worse with losing a job. It's like I lost my identity. Who am I? The doctor looked at me and he goes, you look terrible. We need to get you some serious help. I said, okay, I wouldn't uh, disagree with this. So I got sent to Burnaby General Mental Mental Hospital, the Mental Health Ward. Met the psychiatrist. He's like, "Okay, hey, you have panic disorder. You're gonna have to make some changes. You're gonna go through our exposure therapy. You do this, you're gonna have you're gonna overcome this." And I remember that that oh, was a turning point in my life. I was his name was uh, Doctor Warch, but he introduced himself as Paul. And Paul, I just found out that he recently passed away. I was so sad because he's just an amazing human. He he approached me with jeans and a sweater, and I was expecting a lab coat and a clipboard. And he was like, hey, I'm Paul. And I'm like, hey, Paul, I'm Lucas. We went in, had a chat. And he's like, yeah, we're going to get you into the stress management you know, recovery program. If you do what I say and we, you fall through, you'll. And I was like, you're telling me one day I'm not going to feel like I'm having a heart attack. And he goes, yes, if you do this, you can get over it. And I'm like, man, you tell me what to do. I'll do it. And I did it. And I haven't had panic attacks in years. Wow.
0: So was this uh, like, did you come and go from the facility to do this or yes. were, were you there?
1: Yeah, that's a big, you know, that, that that's a big question. So, <laughs> sometimes you feel, think I was locked up. It's yeah, yeah. kind of the impression that yeah. they get. And no, no, it wasn't. I drove myself to the mm-hmm. hospital, yeah. went there. And then I, I, and I didn't, to be honest, I didn't stay there very long. I, I think I went to two or three sessions. But what I gained was, he's like, I had to stop martial arts, take up yoga. There was a few things I had to do to lower my stress levels and the exposure therapy. So I actually stopped going to the to the program and I just started doing yoga, personal development work and and actually martial arts, uh, Krav Maga, that changed my life in Yelltown, There was a gentleman there, a teacher, Danny, that changed my life there. And it was just about the exposure therapy and facing your fear,
0: getting comfortable with it, overcoming it. And so what is exposure therapy? Is that exposure therapy is doing things like Krav Maga and doing things like like yoga that's that's different than what you're doing before or it's not it's not like ex- exposing yourself to electromagnetic <laughs> pulses or anything it's not that it's not and it's not flashing people yeah yeah that yeah, will just do that just, a, that. just a, <laughs> exposure therapy yeah, i got, then I got well, tre- then we would need therapy i got I got, your yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I got a trench coat no no it's not neither of those it was about finding scenarios that push your comfort zone yeah and bring up that fear response where i want to run and, and krav maga was a life changer for me Because it gave me a place to consistently
0: have my fear in my face and then overcome it. Nice. Yeah. So you started learning how to overcome your, what do you think the root of all that was, all that anxiety was? There's Well,
1: there's many, many different thoughts and it really comes down to belief systems. So I believe in a past life, something happened to me. And that something was I got drowned and died, like I got murdered because I started developing this phobia of of water and like I was drowning. and Panic attacks would start up then. But when I was younger, I would swim; and it was no problem. So I went through some hypnoth- uh, hypnotherapists and through this journey. They're like, "I, oh, yeah, well, you were you were drowned in a previous life." And I'm like, you know, I don't know, but I imagine I would probably the sensations that I feel with panic attacks. It's similar to like ah like. I'm being drowned Interesting. and the water does that bring up a lot of, uh, a lot of anxiety and, and panic. So. And so it was kind
0: of believing that or becoming aware of that, that would diffuse that uh, help diffuse that. Yeah. Just
1: awareness is good. And then it's mostly the actions really it's, you know, having to, so when I was struggling, this is the scenario before no awareness. So I didn't know what panic attacks were. I thought there were heart attacks constantly, not sharing. So you're not going to get any help. No tools to minimize or manage pre panic attack, nothing to ha- no, no tools to help you during a panic attack. And then you just, you're exhausted, you're overwhelmed at the end, and you feel hopeless. And the worst part with it is that you end it w- when you don't have tools or, or awareness. You just think, I hope that doesn't happen again. Hmm. But you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know what you can do. So you're constantly in a state of high alert, but also you feel like a victim because you're going, it's it's i almost felt like my mind has was betraying me because what was i doing to cause this and it just boom comes out of nowhere right
0: so you start learning the tools to adapt so either either if it happens again you can work through it or to prevent it from happening yes
1: yes uh step one was with paul it's just naming it so this is okay panic disorder great cool now two lifestyle changes yoga instead of martial arts in the beginning because my cortisol was too high. Slow it down. Reset your baseline. Uh, three was like avoiding alcohol. That was like a big one too. To avoid these things. And then exposure therapy. Slowly building yourself up.
0: So dude that has panic attacks gets into somehow a couple steps to to you know excelling in public speaking. Yeah. How? Long story. So
1: one, overcoming my own panic attacks was with Krav God doing that. Uh, two, I... I joined a a mental health group. It was a youth group where people would just share their stories to destigmatize mental health. So I was a panic attack guy. My buddy Brent, who also uh, unfortunately passed away recently, he was this he was a schizophrenic guy. So he, he was there, and then we had like someone bipolar, uh, someone with depression, a whole bunch of different. We'd go to different youth groups and just share our stories to destigmatize. And I started doing that, and it was really nerve-wracking to talk about something so personal, but I was using the tools that I use in my personal life with panic attacks and anxiety in the speaking. So from there, some people started saying, hey, could you work with us? And so I started doing stress management training individually. A couple of companies asked me to do that. And it was actually Cactus Club where everything changed for me because I was doing stress management training for one of their departments. And then their HR person's like, hey, a lot of our staff is great, they're talented, like younger staff, but they're great in their departments. But when it goes to meetings with senior management, they just shut down. And she asked me, she's like, could you create a program for the stress of public speaking? And I'm like, yeah,
0: let me try that out. Nice. Yeah. That's yes. wicked. So that's where it changed. I love that because it's, I was thinking about this earlier today, mm-hmm. specifically, because public speaking is not just keynote talks in front of a room full of people. Public speaking is every moment of every day when uh, you open your mouth 100%. in public, right? Yes. It and especially in the workforce let's just say in the workforce right because mm-hmm. you're whether it's just well everywhere right mm-hmm. everywhere absolutely it could be whether you're leading a, a conference call or when it becomes your turn to speak at the table i love that i like here's my four seconds of <laughs> uh you know to, to to get my idea across uh transfer the information make people feel safe and and not yeah. give them anxiety by by things right. i say it, it's it's i've find it quite fun, but all these different moments throughout the day, you know, if, if you're, if you're in a junior position and you meet someone in a senior position, yep. how you show up and talk to them is huge. Absolutely. So public speaking is all, it's not just doing a performance and, and, and putting together a TEDx or, or whatever. It's, it's each and every moment of every day, but it can be such a wicked powerful oh, yeah. tool to help people in their careers and, and their lives. It's, it's a superpower in the business world today.
1: It's absolutely a superpower. Actually Warren Buffett talks about that where he he says that he underestimated the value and the importance of the skill of public speaking. That's the first thing. It's a skill, not a gift. A lot of people think that you either have it or you don't. It's a skill. You can develop it. That's number 1. But number 2 with Buffett, he estimates that it it increases your market value by upwards to 50%. Because doing your role, your tasks, that's expected. But most people are afraid to speak in public or they're nervous or they're just not good at it. If you can do that, you instantly leapfrog everyone else because like to your point there, Michael, in a boardroom, there's a third category of people that have ideas, but they're too afraid to raise it and speak. So what happens? They get overlooked. And then if you're being overlooked and you're not speaking up, you're not seen as a leader. In today's world, it's the exposure era. So if you are not putting yourself out there, you don't exist. Leaders are expected to be confident speakers. So it it limits their promotion ability and it and their career progression
0: i just i just love it i'm like if someone would would wants to everyone wants to, to be successful i don't know many people that don't it's true right yes right yes, yes. right like who doesn't yeah. who doesn't want to make more money and I have a struggle. better job right. and but everybody does yes this is one of the biggest things it's it's relatively simple equation. Get better at public speaking. Absolutely. And again, it doesn't mean you gotta put on a whole show or, or anything, but it, it really is a powerful, powerful tool. So who like how can people how can like who 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 that you were work with has that realization and goes, No, I don't wanna be a, a a TEDx speaker, but I need to get better at, at communicating with other people and when I'm on the phone or when I'm in a meeting or whatever it is, like who, who do people come with you to you with that realization? Like, I just need to get better at this one thing.
1: Uh, well, they, 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 do. So typically it is around public speaking, but I do have a significant percentage of clients that are like, I never want to do a talk. I, I have no aspirations to do a, a presentation. I'm like, okay, what is it then? I want to lead my meetings more effectively. I want to raise my hand in a boardroom. I want to feel better about myself because that's the thing that happens when they don't do it. Then they typically, they, they have that short term relief. Like, Oh, I didn't put myself out
0: there, but then they go, Oh my God, I missed an opportunity. I should have done this.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So let's, let's talk about, um, like, uh, like how like maybe some tips on like how to do that like how to get better in the, in the boardroom and doing things like that but but first let me share i'm just i'm in a kind of a state of a mood today of just patting myself on the on the back of yeah. it and I don't, I don't care i do this all the time love but, it and usually i never get to share with anyone but yeah. i get, whatever we gotta we gotta boost ourselves up but i went to like i have so much that and it's about public speaking so i have so much fun public speaking because once you once you get into it and i still get nervous all the time but i i did like uh a 30 second promotion for for the podcast okay last week last friday in in front of a room of 100 or so people so you get 30 seconds to go up there at the end of the presentation and you get to to pitch the podcast and stuff so i was i was thinking about this all week right and not like i got 30 seconds right i had like six sentences or, or whatever it was so but i get nervous 100% but also quite fun but so what I'm just going to share my my um, what I did because I, I don't know I think it's interesting but mm-hmm. like I wrote out what I was going to say like I wrote everything out and I obviously memorized it and I like again it's 30 seconds um, so I memorized it throughout the week but I guess the the point is it was just an, such an experience of such a, a tiny piece of content a tiny moment of the week that took like I, I thought about it all week and I practiced mm. it all week. And then I got up there and I fucking nailed it. Right. It was nice. so fun. Like, nice. like half the room was laughing and I was laughing and, um, but it, 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 it does take work and it does take effort. And there are certain things that you can do to make it impactful. Mm-hmm. But again, it's such a, a skill that anyone can develop. Cause I, I was never a public speaker. Like, like growing up my, my sisters and my parents, like one of my, uh, one of my, I don't know if I ever told you this, but one of my nicknames was Grunt. Really? Yeah. Why? Because that's how I would speak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't like talking. Right. Because I was too lazy and had nothing that I thought to, to say. So I just make noises. Interesting. Yeah. My father specifically called me Grunt.
1: Well, what a transformation then. Anything's possible. I mean, from Grunt to hosting a podcast.
0: Yeah. But the, doing your own shows one man show that wouldn't have been a very good show or a podcast if you can't speak <laughs> yeah anything's possible hell yeah i love it so let's but let's talk about someone who wants to kick ass in in meetings right mm-hmm. you know what are a couple things that they can if someone's got a if someone's listening to this uh, it always comes out on tuesday maybe yep. listening on tuesday because they are best listeners and they go they're hosting a meeting on on wednesday or maybe they're given a or maybe they're doing a, a mini retreat the Wednesday night or something. They've got sure. to speak for a minute or two in front of people. Like what, like what can people do or what are some things to, to prepare? Like, like in my instance, I I wrote it out, I practice it, Um, you know, and for my bigger talks, I, I record them right. I rec- and I, and I, and I listen to the audio and, and, and it sounds horrible the first time and, and then it gets better. But what, you know, what, what are, what are some things that people can do? Yeah. So if we're looking at it, we got to
1: start off with
0: going at the, the
1: common, obstacles and And again, this is done. One thing is, I'm not here to talk about typical best practices and delivery tips because you can get that anywhere. That's easy. But where our specialization is, it's it's about the inside out journey of the personal development side of public speaking. A lot of people don't think it's a personal journey, but it absolutely is. You want to show up and shine on stage while it's inside out. And so first things we want to look at is some some questions. It's number one, are you saying what you really believe? or Are you saying what you think people want to hear? That's the first question to ask yourself because that's a filter. A lot of times people go up and the typical speaker, I call them survival speakers and survival speakers are nervous. They get up, they hate the spotlight. They're not comfortable with it. They rush through their content as quickly as they can and get off the stage because the faster they can get off the stage, the less probability that they screw up, that they look bad. Okay. But then that's, that's counter productive to your goals of being a leader and connecting with an audience and being present. But it's done from a survival state because people are like, oh, well, I just, I don't want to. And a lot of times it's subconscious. They don't want to do that. But most people, they speak and they want to be liked by the entire audience. The first thing is you got to understand that you won't be liked by the entire audience and nor do you want to. That's the first thing is you know that you will be judged. That's the first one. You will be judged. Knowing that you're going to be judged now, you go, okay, well, I'm going to attract only the right people and repel the wrong people by being my true self. And when you do that, that gives you permission to share your authentic voice. Because if you're not trying to win everyone over and you know that there's going to be a percentage of the audience that doesn't resonate with your message, then you're like, all right, well, let me attract who really does. Okay. That's the first thing I would do. Second is the mindset needs to shift that you're a problem solver. And this is a huge mistake that I see a lot with, with speakers, be it leading a meeting in a boardroom, raise their hand, or presentations. People get up and a lot of times they, they want to talk about themselves, like the standard presentation. Hi, I'm Jennifer from XYZ Consulting. We have 25 years in the business. We help clients. Who cares about that? As opposed to the mindset of a problem solver. It's like the audience doesn't care about you. They care about getting their problem solved first. So if you show up, go, look, this is a common struggle that happens. Today, I'm going to share with you a few things that we can do to turn that around and get you on the right track. By the way, I'm Jennifer from x Consulting. We've been we 25 years. Like shifting it around that you're a problem solver. When you get in that mindset, your content's going to shift completely. I like that.
0: And, it's, and it can be, and again, back to this, this talk I did last, yep. last, last Friday. My goal was to say as little as possible, right, and so I was like uh, uh erasing sentences, making them as, as concise as possible, because the idea is not to 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 fill the room with words, yeah. the idea is to get the information across so that it lands, yes, and people feel something absolutely, and it's that's it, and if it takes two sentences, you're done <laughs> yes, right, you know we don't need to just be filling the air and. Um, but yeah, I like your I like I like I was thinking back to an engineering conference I was at earlier this year and, and your survival. Um Sorry, survival speaker. Survival. There's so many of them because they just oh, yeah. run up, they say the thing, they read the sheet, and then they run back down. They're like, Oh, yes. I survived. I'm like, that was like it was fine, but that was a real missed opportunity. You got a room full of hundreds of people, influential engineers, big, big conference that I was at, and they're just like trying to survive, right? right. That was a huge missed opportunity. You could have gone up there, said your thing, made it land, um, taught something, made people feel something. And then, yeah, my name at the end is Jennifer or whatever, right? I'm sitting over here. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So it is a missed opportunity and a lot of times though, I find people continue doing what they've always done unless there's urgency or miss. So my clients typically call me in two scenarios. Number one, they have a talk coming up and they don't want to be a survival speaker. They don't want to blow it. That's their fear. Or two, they did a talk and it went sideways and they go, I'm not going to have that happen again. So I've noticed that urgency is a big driver because otherwise, even these survival speakers, they can, they can, people can create a rationalization to avoid discomfort. So for example, I'm an engineer. I'm more behind the scenes. I'm not in sales. I don't need to be good at this. I just need to get, you know, and they'll have a narrative. I got the information across. That's all that's required. Yeah, sure. That's the lowest level of speaking. But I mean, if you're a a box ticking speaker, then yeah, you got the info across great. But you're not going to be impactful. You're not going to be remembered. Uh, You're not
0: going to be sought after. Yeah, to be clear, we're talking about things to be sought after impactful speaker and yeah. Everyone else, the, the the get by speakers, they get up there and they'll first they'll start apologizing, and go, oh, I'm a horrible oh, public speaker, oh, yeah. and and the other one, <laughs> uh, and, I, and they're like, oh, we have seventy five slides, oh god, oh, we're gonna have to get through it here, you know, I uh, don't blame you if you play on your phone a bit, and again, did <laughs> I mention I'm a horrible speaker? Right. So th- I'm an engineer, so so you know if you just want to skip to the end, oh, we'll email out the slides, you can just um, you know look at them after. All right, we better get going here. <laughs> Like, don't. Like, don't even bother, right? Well,
1: yeah, definitely don't bother. And also, it's so counterproductive as well. The, the, the narrative of people get up and they'll say, oh, I'm really nervous to be here. So why do they say that? They're saying it because they're trying to buy sympathy from the audience. Because yeah. they say, oh, if I'm nervous, then maybe they'll be easier and they won't judge me so hard. But it works against you because now the audience is going, why are you nervous? You must not be an expert. This going to be a waste of my time. And then this is the worst one you're priming the audience to pick you apart. Like the thing that you don't want them to do, which is judge you. If you get up and you say that you're so nervous, the audience is automatically going to start looking for signs of your nerves. Completely distracting from the message.
0: So how, and this, like, I enjoy this conversation. Right. Like this is it's okay with you, right? Yeah, I'm of like, course. I'm like how, what's the opposite of that? How, um, how, how can you not like, what's one way to not, if you got to talk tomorrow night in front of 20 people, whatever you got to introduce someone or maybe that's it, or maybe it's on a zoom call. Like how what's one way to not be. So even if you are nervous, like nervous means excitement. Yeah. yeah, What's one way to not, to not be nervous when you get on that, that stage. Well, that's the the first one
1: is accept that nerves are part of the journey. Like that's the first thing I find that in the West people try to push it away. I I don't want this feeling. I don't feel nervous. Look, you can be nervous. Like it's all energy as far as I'm concerned. There's nervous energy and excitement, excited energy. So you could be nervous because it could go sideways and it could be bad. Absolutely. But counter that. This is what I would say. Number one, why am I excited about this? Anchor to the excitement. That's the first thing. Second, know that our inner critic is typically quite high. So you're not going to be as bad as you think that you are. That's the second one. Third, it's again, it's polarization. Go up there. Look, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to share my authentic message. Some people are going to like it. Some people are going to be neutral. Some people won't. That's okay.
0: And that's the inner journey, right? That's 100%. the personal development there to be able to get up, be fully you. Because if you're not you, if you're putting on any sort of a mask or something, then then automatically that's preventing you from connecting with the audience. Like Absolutely. If, 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 and often, um, was it you I was talking? No, it was, it was... Uh, and there's a right or wrong answer to this question. We're about to ask you. <laughs> Maybe I should ask. Either way, Devin, that was here that I interviewed him, and he talks about um, you know interconnectedness and 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 uh, relationships and men and women and stuff like that. But he was talking about. I think we were. I was talking to him about how like men specifically, like and women too, like their voice goes up when mm. when they they get nervous or if they're ordering something from a restaurant or a coffee or something or being on stage. Right. right? And as soon as that happens, right, you connect this. This disconnect with the person you're trying to to speak with and, and be with. But, you know, it's one thing just to say, be aware of your, of your voice, be right. on voice, don't let that right. go up. But right. it's another to be comfortable in more situations in life. And I think that, at least in public speaking, at least for me, uh, comes with doing the raps as well and, and doing more of it. Absolutely.
1: Michael, you're absolutely right with that. And then the upspeak that you're referencing to is where the tonality goes up, it can turn a statement into a question. It's like I'd like you to come over. It's like, <laughs> do is that? Are you saying you want me to come over? Or you not like? Is that a question or is that a statement? Right. That's the one thing that happens, and a lot of times that can diminish someone's someone's power. And it is typically more females that that do that. But the other part too is when it comes to volume. You know, people ask. Yes, there's the vocal projection. Of course, we could talk about that. But the inner question that matters more is, do you feel deserving to be heard? The big question. A big question, but there's a range. A lot of times all of clients come in, so they go from being, they're past survival speakers, but they're, so they're comfortable speakers now, but they want to be inspiring speakers. They want to be transformational speakers. The bigger journey, yes, it's, it's crafting the message and the talk. Sure, we can do that, but the bigger message, the, the, the audience is a mirror. Like that's something I'll say to you right now. People come in and they're like, oh, uh, I want the audience to be less judgmental. Or I don't want them to be as, I don't want them to be hard on me. And then I reflect the question back, how hard are you on yourself? Well, vary. What the hell do you think you see now? So when you understand that the audience is, a, it's a mirror, it's a reflection of how you feel, well, now you have responsibility. That can be uncomfortable because people are like, oh, hang on. I thought I could just learn some tactics and this would go away. No, this is a personal journey. The good news is that you're in control. But that question of, do you feel worthy of speaking? That right there, it's an uncomfortable question, but it can unlock a tremendous amount of power because maybe someone goes, you know what? Not really. Great. Now we know where to look. Get the shovel out.
0: What is, so what is the shovel? Where, where do you start? What, 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 uh, where do you go from there? Like that's a, It's an incredible question.
1: Everyone's different though. So most people that I see, every one of my clients, I, I've noticed a pattern. worked with over a thousand clients now uh, over, over these few Which years. Which is epic. Epic for sure. Love it. Thank you. But one one pattern that I see, people come in, they want to be more confident, public speakers, whatever the setting is. But some point in their life, they had a scenario where they didn't feel safe to speak. They embarrassed themselves. They were humiliated. Uh, Whether it was school, partners, family, society, culture, because everyone's got there's so many different variables. But at some event or events. They didn't feel safe to speak. They didn't feel comfortable. They were embarrassed, humiliated, and that reference point now is that public speaking is dangerous. Public speaking is a threat, and then that brings in the fear. So we have to go back to that, because otherwise it's just it's band aids on bullet wounds. And then
0: the, the most people that you work with, like in and um, and I don't mean this to be a a big advertisement for you, but uh, I'll take it. Well, <laughs> it's, it's relevant, right? You've yes. worked with a thousand people, right, right? right? So we're not like, what my point was like, we're not just talking about the tips and the tricks. So to most yeah. people, when you get to this, when, when, when you talk, talk about like becoming a better person, it's the inner journey. Ooh. Are they all like, wait a minute? No, no, no. Just, just tell me how many breaths to take between this or tell me where to stand or where to yeah. walk and let me just get on with it. Yeah. Did they face resistance? Are they surprised or, are, are, or did they kind of know? Mm.
1: That's a great question. So I'll, I'll say this: the, the the tips and tricks people, I filter them out quickly. I have a call before, and I ask them, "Are you open to personal development? Are you into that?" You know, and and either it's a yes, or I've done it, or yeah, this is interesting. But we set it up. I've ha- I have ha- I've had clients. There's two examples I can think of of someone that I knew wasn't a good fit, and. It was, it was a rough experience. I was not, I, I look back now why I took them on, even knowing that they weren't into this. It's because one was a referral from one of my best clients. And I thought if I said no to, it was his business partner, then it'd be disrespectful. So I'm like, no, I got to take him on. Ended up being a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't his fault. Though. It was the wrong, talk about personal development. He's like, well, I just want the best practices. I'm like, dude, best practices. Go watch YouTube videos, like yeah. read a book. Yeah. So people are, people are either resistant. Because it's it's their personal journey, and and they can be you know it's uncomfortable, definitely uncomfortable elements, or they're not sure if they can do it. But the other side too is that a lot of times people are actually relieved, because for so long it's been this thing hanging over their head, and their self esteem is going going down because they're like, why can't I speak like those other people? So when you find out that you're the person, it's not your fault, right? These events happened when you were younger. And they've cascaded through but now you have an area to focus on it's great
0: and the, the thing that is because uh, you're kind of the area you're focusing on is yourself mm-hmm. and you're getting better knowing yourself and your truth and and who you are yeah. and so when you're on stage and you're speaking your truths and who you are and and what you know and, and and who you are and you're speaking from that and what you again what you know in my experience there's no wrong answer Yes. So whatever you say, it if it's a truth to you and you say it with confidence and belief, you're not wrong. Correct. You
1: could be, people could dispute it though. Sure. Right? Like they could argue the perspective, Sure. not your experiences. And, and totally, this is the path I take people down. I go, everything just qualify it. Personal experience in my experience, this has worked best for me. You, you want to avoid absolutes where yeah. it's like, this is the way to do it. It's like, well, you're opening yourself up to a can of worms.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, in my experience, this, but I say it with always uh, uh, like a footnote. If there is another truth or learning, I always want to hear it. Of course. Each and every day, right? Things, I mean, I'm learning things about the world each and every week that I was a thousand percent wrong on two weeks ago. It's it's way better to be informed. Yeah. Kind of hurts sometimes, but Yes, how it is? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I had a personal development coach maybe f- five, six years ago, and we were having a session. He's like, "Look," he goes, "Every one of your challenges is based on your need to be right." And I'm like, "Oh, wow." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Could you explain that?" And he goes, "You feel that you need to be right in every scenario, and so when you operate from that place, for you to be right, others have to be wrong." And he's like, "So I invite you to consider that." There could be multiple answers to any scenario. And I remember I was so confronted with this. I'm like, well, so I took it a little too far the other way, where I'm like, okay, so what am I going to go do a seminar and be like, I don't know how to get you to become more confident. I don't my whole business falls apart. He's like, that's not what I'm saying. He's like, I'm saying that to take someone from being a nervous speaker to a confident speaker, you know a way and it works and it's worked, it's got great results. But be open that there could be a hundred different ways. Like some people, maybe they go to improv and that helps them get comfortable and do that. I don't teach it. Am I going to say that that's wrong? No. For some people, it could work. For, so it, it, and that really, that opened up so much for me, Michael, because now I'm like, it took the pressure. I don't need to be right. So I'm like, hey, this is what it works. And some people are like, you know what? I want to try stand-up comedy instead of your, doing your course. I'm like, cool, good. If that works for you, great. And if it doesn't reach out, it, it, it allowed so much better flow.
0: That's a good question. Right? That's a good, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, do you know that you have the need to always be right? Yeah. <gasps> I will punch you in the face. Right? You are wrong. That, you, is you incorrect. Are, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> that is incorrect. That's a good coach though. Yeah. Right? That 100%, good coach. 100%. He was great. So, okay. All right. Now we're finally getting places yes. here. But where, so where, uh, where do you need, so what do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? You know, if you're, if you're the top dog in Vancouver, like you know what do you got to do to get there in the next three months or so what's what's your game plan and how do you you know you're working you mentioned a marketing person that you're working with it's not necessarily a coach or something like that but how do you like where do you where do you get those mirrors for yourself do you have a coach of your own how do you how do you level up how do you know when you need to level up Hmm. how do you know where you're where you you probably know where you want to go and what you want to achieve do you know how to get there are you in the right rooms? Jay Demerit, who was here last night for the interview, absolutely split my head in half. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I can't, uh, it was incredible, but so simple. Like he's got a, a degree in, um, industrial design. Okay. So, but the way he climbed from the ninth division, and I feel so intelligent talking about divisions in soccer, having, <laughs> knowing nothing <about> them, <laughs> uh, a week ago, Anyways, <laughs> people listening to this, uh, podcast for the first time go, this guy thinks a lot about himself, right? But me in specifically anyways he that he, he shared last night how he i don't care um he how he how he went from the bottom league in yep. europe to the premier league which i understand is the top which i understand is 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 very hard to do mm-hmm. but he was so brilliant in the way he explained it because he's just like okay well that person over there has that skill uh, i need to get better at that there there are three divisions up from me so i will do that Um, I, I'm going to ask these people over here that are four divisions up from me, what I need to improve on. And they told me I suck at this. I suck at that. I'm good at that. Okay. So I'm going to focus on the areas I'm not good at. And I'm going to work that for two to three, four or five years. Like it took him six years to to do this journey. It was absolutely incredible. But he, the way he explained it, there's absolutely no ego attached to it. Right. He's like, that's my goal. I am here. I know I'm this, Uh, I'm putting in all this, this data, this, all this information. I need to improve these areas who, so my point is like, who, who are the people you need to talk to? Cause there's so many people giving me podcast advice right now who don't have podcasts. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. No, I'm not. But instead <laughs> yesterday I was on a, on a, on a, a, zoom with, with podcast people like have podcasts that make money from podcasts and have people listening to their podcasts. Right. These are the people you uh, get ideas and information from, but what do you do? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, like, how do you, how do you have those reflections for yourself about where you want to go in the, in the next three months or so? I mean, I
1: do have my plans set up. I started going to Toronto. So I've got a, a multi-phase plan where phase one is Vancouver, build it up. Like I mentioned, selling out my events consistently. That's the first thing. That's my priority is to do that. And I have the capacity to scale up with a co-facilitator to double that. So that's priority number one. priority number one then toronto i've already started doing corporate training i could do it so that i i do them in different months in, in two month intervals so then i can go vancouver one month toronto the next month and do corporate gigs in the middle and that alone will be great life-changing actually when i execute that but then from there i'm gonna hit a limit where the next phase is to have people running the training for me because i'm gonna be doing a lot back and forth i can do that in the beginning to build it up but then i gotta let go Have other people do that, so that's the third phase. And then, once that happens, I'm going to go into I'm going to go into personal development training, which is my real passion. It's and I say that sometimes people perhaps think take that the wrong way, where they think that I'm not passionate about what I do with public speaking, and I'm not passionate about public speaking. That's true, but I'm passionate about personal development, and that's our lens. It's it's a bait and switch program. Yes, we'll give you the tactics to put a message together in the delivery, but that's the easy part. The hard part is that. So I've been doing public speaking and, and that's part of my own evolution really. And the fear is, can I actually pull that off and be seen as that and, and succeed? I've got a successful business doing this, but if I stood out there and it's like, this is just hundred percent personal development, would I be able to do that and feel confident in it? And that's the current opportunity, but also the challenge.
0: So how, who do you have to become? That's exactly it. A person
1: that is like, Hey, I have the best personal development training out there come in. And it's interesting. There was a, I've run personal development events a few times for my, for my clients. It just opens up so much energy because now I'm like, we don't have to speak on video. We don't have to look at the recordings. I was able to actually be fully into it. So it was a different experience, but I also look at it too. It's a journey. And for me, it's a, it's a recalibration of the nervous system where I do it. I feel how that feels. I get comfortable with it. Then I can push it, go to the next level. I don't want to go too far too quick.
0: Yeah. I... The challenge with personal development and and workshops and things like that is, is, is kind of the marketing though, or like, like I I have found and and heard in the past, like at least with public speaking, you know, what you're, you're getting yourself into and personal development is, is it like, if you go to market, like build your confidence or something, because sometimes that you agree, like sometimes that's, that's more challenging. Whereas if you are selling uh, public speaking, you're not selling, building your confidence, but you have to build your confidence. Right. So sometimes i've I've seen like, you know, yeah, grow your confidence or or manifest this or that. and and sometimes uh, it's 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 hard for someone who wants to grow their confidence to admit they need to grow their confidence true. and it's also not a tangible outcome where, yeah,
1: that's a big thing. It's a lot of people can connect the dots. They're like, okay, I'm gonna invest this much to work with you." But if I was a confident speaker and I'm, say, an entrepreneur, if I spoke up and said yes to an event and I did a good job, I can make more money it's it's a very easy financial loop or i'm in leadership leaders have to look good when they speak. if I work with you, it will fast track or help me keep my job or improve my my potential there so that that is the the challenge with personal development is that it it is i mean it is vague it's is this good what's the reward is what it is, yeah, yeah
0: let's uh let's let's dance a little bit here um because especially with with entrepreneurs especially with entrepreneurs and especially with putting yourself out there especially what you do in in training public speaking is you again you have to be the the person like you're you're the brand you're you're the you're the uh not just the facilitator but you are the, the teacher it's what's coming through you are coming through so you have to Uh, beyond which is can be hard some days but not only that and like I was sharing before about different aspects of my life Mm -hmm. career and podcast and relationship and stuff like that so how do you like how like how are how are the other pillars of your life these days and what do you do to to kind of put work towards them be a relationship or family or health whatever it is like do you do you find one is is ever neglected, or is one giving you pain right now? And do you find that 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 shines through in your business sometimes? Yeah, I think it all ties in together.
1: I think um, I mean, you want to be careful not to to be too extreme. It, it's a fine balance, though. I mean, this whole thing of you know, living in balance—it's like—is that is that sustainable all the time? I think sometimes you just need to go for it. You really do. That's just my my personal. How do you mean go for it? Mm, lock yourself in a room. Just be like, all right, I'm not, you know, there's days that I'll I'll be working and I get in the zone and it's just get get it done. Put in a, a you know, just a monster day, and you're just exhausted at the end of it. But there's a big feeling of fulfillment. And I'm like, sometimes I need those just get shit done days where it's like you you block out the world and you go, now. Does that mean the next day maybe it's going to be easier? Yeah, but it's – I find there's a balance. Like even at the gym, there's – if workload is high, I'm not going to go to CrossFit because that's going to bump me up to, to – ha- I don't have the capacity for that, but I can do powerlifting. You know, it's like that's – like It's
0: like energy balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Every day, If I
1: don't have the capacity or I'm, I'm being taxed, I'm not going to do something that's more taxing because then I'll be exhausted and then it's – you know, then I'm not productive anywhere. What are you? Uh, what are you excited about these days? Excited about business, to tell you that much. Isn't that fun? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's it's, but it's fun now that I've committed to it.
0: Where but you weren't? You've been doing this ten years. You weren't. Committed
1: that, to it. that is, yeah, yeah. I've been, yeah. It's uh, so it went. The journey has been from a hobby in the beginning, and I noticed a pattern. It was kind of like a hobby, but I was bartending part time just yeah. to make. You know one place i was actually making money the other i was making zero yeah but i had a dream and then i got fired from that job yeah so then okay i'm all in on the business and then but when i looked at it recently i'm like am i have i ever been all in and fully committed to the business no i've been committed as in you've been st- doing it 10 years though. yeah absolutely sure no. yeah but and i get that yeah, okay well i get the same th- how many in- you know people are engineers it's like you have a job, but. Sometimes there's people that they can do it for 20 years, but they're just kind of coasting. That's right. And others are like, Hey, I'm committed to be the best damn engineer. And same here. with
0: relationships too. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. That's absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think, you know, that and it's interesting that you bring that up around duration, because I feel that people have such a weird relationship, like, especially in the entrepreneur world, you'll see, it. Oh, hi, I'm so-and-so we've been in business for 20 years. I'm like, yeah, but maybe you're terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, this is almost like this equation where people ask me how long you've been in business. If you're using that, yeah, to see if I get results, I'm like it does, it's not, it's not accurate. It's yeah. absolutely not accurate.
0: How many podcast episodes you done? Right, eight. eight.
1: Yeah, you bite me. Yeah, they're awesome. Oh, or I've done eighty. Oh, does yeah. that mean yeah. I'm awesome? Like, yeah. no, you can do. You can have 80, 80 garbage podcasts, and yeah. you can have eight amazing ones. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the the also, the flip side of that is like whatever work has gone into yourself, sure. to, to to get to that time and space. So, so you you got to feel good though if you you finally hit this this committed button now. You yeah, feel, you feel you got some horsepower, hundred
1: percent. And you know, a lot of it was you kind of alluded to earlier. It's in the past, maybe two three months. I've been feeling energy back. So even with entrepreneurship, like I've had, I had thyroid issues probably eight eight years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, hypothyroid, that was happening. Does it go away? No, it doesn't go away. No. Yeah, not the, I didn't yeah, think no, that no, goes no, no, away, no. but
0: you, you treat it, right?
1: Treat it, manage it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that when I started getting my thyroid uh, meds, I started feeling better again. Because like, oh. it was a while, I'm like, I'm 33 years old and I'm sleep, like passing out midday. Not because I'm lazy, I want to take a, a nap. It's like, I'm just done. Yeah, Like, this isn't normal, Yeah, but I've noticed. So that was okay, and then my dad was sick, COVID plus my dad being sick, uh, that took up a lot of my energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Energy balance and really kicking in with that, but it feels good though. Right. So what do you, what do you do for, you know, you said, you you told me about your, your plan and Mm -hmm. you got your energy in in alignment now, but like, what, what, what are like, do you manifest like, what's your sort of like, what do you, when you close your eyes at night, I asked a lot of people this like do you sort of dream of a, a vision and like, like i dream of like that eight million dollar penthouse on beach avenue over yeah. there at the bottom of butte wow it's <laughs> so nice i looked at it again today on mls it's so nice i really love it one day i'll be mine love but that's like that's I what i do so. when i close my eyes i'm like right. i see myself reading my book there watching the sun go down right, right. Do you, like do you do stuff like that do you believe in that do you think it works All oh absolutely that, yeah everyone everyone that sits in that chair has absolutely. a different different format and they're like yes
1: mental rehearsal though i mean if, if if you can see it then you're like okay i can move towards it and it becomes real um i'm actually reading a book right now called transsurfing reality it's very interesting Transurfing reality yeah very interesting book and one of one of the concepts there was about seeing it but just acting as if it's it's it's, it's the the book's interesting it's like it goes into mirrors and pendulums and all these different areas but but part of it was that when you can actually see it and and really declare, it's like, okay, give this to me. Like, as opposed to like, oh, maybe, maybe. It's like, no, have that certainty. Then you're energetically, you're going to show up in a way that's, it's just natural. Like, it's wild. I've been on this hot streak with sales calls where it's just like, yes, 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 yes. yes. And I'm like, but I, I I firmly believe it's the combination of energy being in a great place, but also I'm speaking with so much certainty now. Then I'm like, yeah, you come in here and do it. Like, we'll get you the result. No problem. But and then now I'm seeing it go. Whereas like literally three months ago, I'm just like, yo, I need to get people at this event. Like, this is terrible. One person says they can't make it. I'm like freaking out. Like, oh, my gosh, you can't make it. Now I'm going to look bad. It's no one's going to be there.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for you. What what are the name of your events? And and like, well, people can't go to the next one because it's sold out. Right. What about the if there's if when this airs, there maybe three spots left yeah, in for january. January, one. Yeah, how, january how do they get into it what's it called what's it for speak with how? confidence
1: speak with confidence is the training it's a two-day intensive training in vancouver information go to levelupliving.com that's where that's where the info is and yeah it's it's great it's for professionals and entrepreneurs who want to become comfortable and effective public speakers and they don't have a lot of time. That's the big difference too. Yeah. You know, they they don't they're not going to go to toastmasters and go there for 2 years because it's not a good use of their time. They want to get in, they want to have a transformation result and they want to apply it and implement it every day like you alluded to earlier. Every day is an opportunity to practice the skills, it's not just a, a, when you're doing a talk. So, that's what we do. It's just we bring you to face yourself we do. We use video for everything, so that you see as a metric. It's uncomfortable, but it gets you quick results. And most importantly, we create the space and environment for you to step in your power. And now the question is: Are you ready to step in your power?
0: If only we were recording that, because that would. Oh, it's not. recording? <laughs> no, it is recording. Oh. <laughs> That's the question, right? Because you got to be, you got to be ready. You got to be ready to to do the work and also receive, right? Yeah. Like, how much longer? Like, time is tight here, right? We only have so many, so many years, and if we want to, we want to, we want to do our things. We got to get going, and we got to do the uncomfortable bits, and we got to sign up for things. And I've uh, I'd, I I haven't taken any training. Well, I am. I'm doing singing lessons. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. That's so, De- Deidre's, uh, no, oh, okay. so, someone else, uh, incredible young woman over here named Kelsey at uh, pleasant mountain music. Okay. Um, she's half my age. Probably she kicks my ass every Tuesday. She's Amazing. she's so kind. She's like, oh, that was okay. <laughs> no, uh, either way. I'm, I'm like a hot mess going in there, but I've gotten a lot better. And I think right. one of the aspects is just actually singing in front of another human yeah right it's so powerful uh, but yeah you got to be ready to, to kind of step up and level up in a certain way so i was, I was kind of thinking like well what's the next other way that i'm gonna get to do that but for a lot of people like go to courses and programs like this i like i've taken so many over the last five years yeah, so many right, right. thousands and thousands of sure, dollars sure. right and i'm so fortunate to be able to do that and i get to, to to share whatever has come out the other side of that and i get to sit here with people like you it's great. And you know, the question is, are you ready for it too?
1: I know sometimes that even is a journey where people are ready mentally. Like their brains like, okay, yes, I should do that. This is a good thing. And then from a emotion nervous system level, they're not ready. Like I'll have even some of my longer term clients. They sign up. Why? Because they want to get on stages. But then the procrastination that pops up. It's the resistance. Mm. One thing Tony Robbins says that change happens in a moment. But what takes time is you being ready to do that. It's absolutely correct. People, you know, to do a talk, for example, let's just raise your hand. For a lot of my clients, raise your hand, say yes, and do it. Well, that could take five minutes or it could take five months. Mm-hmm. But the real variable is is the personal journey. And yeah, our, our time is finite on this planet. And it brings back to the regrets of dying. Like the number one regret, there was a, a book by Bronnie Ware. The number one regret she had, when asking patients, what's your top regret is that I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not other people's expectations. And that's why I love public speaking training because we look at that lens. It's who are you, right? Who are you? And giving yourself permission to show up in the world authentically. I mean, that's going to help people avoid having that one massive regret. Beautiful. Right. Yeah.
0: This has been very inspiring. We have talked about nothing that we talked about last time. Yeah, it was completely different. Yeah. right <laughs> So we'll never that conversation previously was just between you and me and the the fireplace that wasn't on at the the time. But this is as like, meant to be, I guess, as meant to be, always yeah. as meant to be. But I think I think people listening to this before the end of the year, you know, start to start thinking towards next year. Like, gotta be fired up, right? Gotta like, if not now, when? And if, if public speaking is a thing, and again, it's not just public speaking. It opens up confidence in so many other ways but uh yeah did we miss anything anything else is lingering nah
1: just thinking beginning of the year if you want to kick ass number one embrace that you will not be liked by everyone if you can do that that's the first step takes away the pressure to be liked by everyone number two it's be courageous i think people often look at Confidence, and the name of my course is "Speak with Confidence," so that makes sense. But the necessary building block is actually courage, and that's taking action in the face of uncertainty. I don't know how this talk is going to go. I don't know if I'm going to be good enough. Great, do it anyways, because that's where people they want that certainty. And they, well, if I know I'm going to look good, then I'll say yes to this talk. Then you're not going to do it. So I think those two things: it's embracing you won't be liked by everyone, but you will be liked by the right people. If you combine that with courage. And you start seizing actions, sharing your truth, putting it out there. You'll ensure that 2024 and beyond will be an amazing ride.
0: Well, thank you. I was just taking notes mentally right there. So I'm going to aim to piss some people off the first half of January or ideally before then, but the wrong people, man, the 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 people people people, that aren't,
1: the the people that are not, they don't resonate with the show. Right. And, And that's actually a gift though. This, the world that we're living in, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, fuck the haters and this and that. Why are we putting so much negative energy into this? Uh, someone who's a hater or, or, or says negative comments about your show, for example, great. You're not a listener. Why, why, would I, why do I have to be riled up about it? It's like you're actually doing them a, a favor because now they're like, I don't like this thing. Okay, well, now don't they know listen. they don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Move them towards the direction. Find a show that you do like. Yeah. Or you're just a miserable person that needs to do personal development work because you're just hating on everyone.
0: Often the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank I, you, brother. Pleasure. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you well if you've gotten this far i trust you enjoyed the show i appreciate any five-star reviews likes shares or comments on whatever platform you're listening on and if you know of just one other person who you think would also enjoy this episode consider sending it directly to them i appreciate you see you next time